1: you. Mm-hmm. Good morning.
2: Long time no see. (laughs) I don't just like.
3: right on time.
4: Good morning, Life Change. Good morning, Zoom. I forgot you last week. So sorry. <laughs> oh, so good to see you here this morning. <laughs> so in Philippians, Paul says this to to the Philippians, he says, In this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Man, I pray that for myself all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so... I pray that for this us this morning I pray Lord that you would help us Mm -hmm. so that our love would abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment so that we might be able to approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ Lord fill us with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus This morning, as we come to praise and worship you, I just ask that you help us keep our eyes on you, keep our focus on you. Holy Spirit, come over our our congregation this morning and touch each one of us, so that we can meet you at your throne and worship you. My mic is going in and out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thanks, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing us together. And I just praise you and lift you up. And I pray we can all do that in worship this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you can stand this morning, I'm struggling with that myself. Maybe she needs new batteries. My battery was good this morning. It keeps going in and out, okay. Should we start anyway? Yeah, do you wanna switch? You wanna switch? No, I don't think so. Okay, all right. Okay, we're gonna change out batteries, then we'll start. (laughs) is your mic on just remember to turn it on (laughs) all right i think that's better all right ready rose thank you for your kindness thank you for your kindness Thank you for all the things you do. Jesus, thank you. One more time. Thank
3: Thank you for your
4: goodness. Thank you for your kindness.
3: Thank you for all the things you do. Jesus, thank you.
5: You. Uh, Glad you could come and um, hope the Lord just blesses you tremendously today throughout this service. A few announcements I'd like to make for you. Uh, We have a a membership class that's going to take place right after service today. And so if you are going to be a part of that, it's going to be meeting in the fellowship hall. And we just want to invite all of you who will to come. Now we've got food, but if we need to go get more, we can do that. And so. uh, it just want to invite you to be a part of that. Also, we've got Bible studies going on this week, one at Jim and uh, Glenn and Wendy's house, one at Doris's house, uh, one here at the church on Tuesday night. So I uh, want to invite you to any of those. It's a tremendous time to just get together and fellowship and share God's Word with one another. Um, also, there's uh, a Bible reading list. We're trying to encourage people to read through the Bible this year. And the purpose, one of the purposes for that is that, well, not only do we get to understand God's word, but it also adds to our faith and helps us to grow in faith when we read his word. Um, Matt is going to be showing the uh, chosen episode starting next Sunday after church as well. So, kind of, anyone want to stick around and, and watch that, then bring a little lunch to eat or share or just pig out uh, and so uh, that's coming up and uh best business meeting at the end of the month so good to have all of you here uh, can we go to the lord in prayer lord i want to thank you uh, lord we just sang a song thank you lord i pray that that would be our ma- mantra this year uh, just giving you thanks and praise and glory for all the wonderful things you do for us uh, Lord, if we were, there's an old song that said, Count Your Many Blessings. And mm-hmm. Lord, if we were to count our blessings, that we would be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, You're such a wonderful God. Yes. And uh, Lord, I just pray that Your Spirit would fall upon this place. And Lord, that Your Word would go forth as You desire it to today. And Lord, that our hearts would be receptive to the things that You have for us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you. You and thank you that you're the lifter of our heads, you're the shield about us. And I just praise your name, Father. Be a shield around this building this morning, around each heart, that nothing that is comes from anywhere else enters in but only you and your Holy Spirit and Jesus the Lord. Father, I just ask your anointing of Pastor Brad to be evident today, that the words you've given him come out of his mouth in such a way that our hearts receive it and we just take it home lord help us to take the message you've given him home with us and put it to practice in our lives i praise you and thank you for that in jesus holy name amen amen
5: well it's good to see you again i uh, really appreciate the worship needed that today uh, thank you very much Just drop this a little bit so we're going to start a well not start we're going to continue a series that we started last year like january but uh hopefully in this next portion of the series uh, my, my intent is to help you build faith but Be- because as we shared last week and as if, if you've looked on the news recently uh it, it just appears that things are getting more bleak and uh, the economy is tanking and the uh, our finances are not going as far as they used to go groceries are going to be hard to find on the shelf and if, if there's ever a time we need faith now's the time well before i began this morning uh Sa- sam i want to introduce sam to you sam would you come on up <clears throat> So after service last Sunday, Sam came to church last week. And after some, he's been a a Christian like three months now. And uh, so he was just sharing with me about what a little bit of what the Lord's been doing in his life. And so I said, Sam, would you like to share that with the church? He said, sure. So I put you on the spot, Sam. And so uh, let me, there's a button here green light comes on okay so i'm gonna just let sam uh, share with you and you have to hold it a certain way okay about like that oh okay Hello?
0: oh yeah. oh oh <laughs> gotcha so um I thought, I thought i've been thinking a lot about what to say up here and uh i've been praying a lot about what to say up here and uh i'm just going to speak just a little bit of truth because i don't want to take up too much too much time because. Yeah, I don't want you guys to think that I'm up here trying to be like a narcissist or anything because I'm the complete opposite of that because this is very, um, it's not, it's new, but (laughs) it's absolutely new, but I'm not scared or I'm not, um, yeah, I'm just not scared because I have, I, I understand the Lord and just I'm so filled with the Holy Spirit now that even though I'm basically was homeless living in my truck just even a week ago and actually thank thank you Larry's wife for giving me a place uh, a place to stay and sleep because uh it's been a blessing a major major blessing but uh ever since I started understanding the lord and started believing him miracles started happening in my life where 4 months ago I was up in Washington at my brother's house which was just total—I mean not a good place to be and then once I I just because I'm always thinking about, um, Jesus Christ and you know, always trying to figure him out as a person. And, and I used to believe he was a myth and didn't, and actually thought maybe he was a narcissist even for a while. But then once I finally, <laughs> cause I was, I was raised by, unfortunately people who suffer from pathological personality disorders. And then I was with the person who unfortunately also suffers from what, from pathology, but, uh, Anyway, so but once i understood the lord and, and began to understand that he was real the miracles in my life that happened are i could no longer ignore and oh my god <laughs> For real. oh my god i can't just test. like i would hear people say that before like they would say oh you just don't understand the things that the things he's done in my life. And I'll be like, mm, uh-huh, sure. I'm, you know, I just, I wouldn't believe them necessarily. Cause I had experienced it myself and, and it happened so radically because I was three months ago, such a bad place. Honestly, I was, I had warrants for my arrest out of here. I know, I know people are like you know that you're going to think that's crazy. Uh, a I, lot of
5: people here have been in the same <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: okay. So <laughs> Thank God because I really felt like but it's just the truth. It's just the truth. And uh but I uh, warrants out for my arrest because of my ex and just false bear- false witness. People bearing or not people, yeah, I guess people bearing false witness against me and i wasn't even in jail for two weeks and judge hill here released me on my own recognizance even though i had a hundred thousand anyways it was just all the lord literally (laughs) working working in my life to um i mean i feel like the whole time because i i most people in that situation sitting in jail would have been freaked out like freaking out like oh my god i'm hearing all these crazy charges that i literally did not commit here i am but here i was just like the lord has me i'm not even worried because no matter what happens the lord has put me Amen. here in this in 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 in, in county jail and just kind of saved me and then released me and then uh i feel like he released me to start doing his work so that's why coming up here and when because uh, i went around to a bunch of churches this is not the first church I went to. This is the first church I went to and felt welcome. That's for sure. Uh, every other place I felt like a stranger, or was treated like a stranger, an outsider. And um, so I'm just... My life is profoundly changed. For, it's it's profoundly changed for the better. And it's like I've never experienced true happiness before. Just peace and joy and just... Um, man, I just... I just had to get up here and uh, kind of share a little bit of what he's doing to my life because it's so radical. And, you know, people think I'm crazy because I'm so happy all the time, <laughs> radically happy. But, you know what? That's, I, I don't think I can change because I believe that's how the Lord wants me to be. Amen. So.
5: Amen. <laughs> He's excited, I would say. Amen? <laughs> well, don't let it fail. Don't let it falter. Don't let it go away. A lot of times, new Christians, they experience the Lord and they begin walking with Him and then after a period of time, they start falling away and they wonder, what happened to all that peace and what happened to that happiness? What happened to that joy? And uh, But as you stay on track, that will also be a part of your life from here on out okay and you have us that's right so when you go through and when you go through a test and you will go through a test reach out okay reach out so thank you for sharing sam um so I'm going to, because of what's coming up and what's we're seeing on the news, I want to give you some practical advice today. Okay, some practical advice regarding credit cards uh, and credit and buying things on credit. Um, you may not be aware of it. Uh, grocery items; it, sometimes they're hard to find even now. Uh, they're going to get even more so harder harder to find. Uh, Larry was sharing with me the other day that the farmers are having to sell some of their livestock because the feed costs are so much now. Okay, And so feed costs go up. Farmers are selling some of their livestock. And so food prices are going to continue to escalate. Uh, if we have a winter, another winter, spring, like we had last year, where summer doesn't really come here until late, it's going to affect a lot of things. I was talking to a lady yesterday about her bees and said, my blue trees are already starting to bloom and it's too early for my bees to be able to uh, do what they need to do and prepare for the next year. And so it affects a whole lot of things, the weather conditions, everything uh, that's going on. But did you know that the Lord has a plan for us as his children? Okay. So this is not a time to be afraid, it's a time to look up and say, Lord, I know you've got this and you're in control, and so I just want to do the best I can to follow you. One of the areas that a lot of Christians fail is in their finances, okay? A lot of Christians fail in their finances. I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but Jesus spoke more about finances than he did about heaven and hell. Uh, He spoke more about the kingdom of heaven Uh, The second most, uh, the greatest topic he had was the topic on finances, and he had a lot to say about finances, and and part of that is because he needs to know where our heart is. Did you know that God is concerned about your financial situation? He is definitely concerned about your financial situation, and we need to begin to come to a place where we can trust him with our finances and did you also know also that he gives you a lot of financial advice in his word and if you begin to follow those financial principles that god will bless you and that you will be blessed uh solomon was a very wealthy individual uh maybe even more so than bill gates <laughs> uh A very wealthy individual, uh, maybe even more so than Elon Musk. A very wealthy individual, and he had some financial advice for us. In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7, it says, Just as the rich, why don't you stand for the reading of this? You won't have to stand long because it's a very short verse. (laughs) But it's got a lot to it. Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. You may be seen. (laughs) The borrower is servant to the lender. Did you know that you're a slave to your creditors? That's what Scripture says. Um, You're not working for yourself, you're working for them you're working to pay off the credit that you have. Uh, did you know that the credit card holders are, are what, what would you call those people who distribute the credit cards, they don't want you to pay your credit card off, okay? Because every month you there's a percentage that's accumulated. And um, so, to see the impact of paying off a credit card with a minimum payments of only, uh, let's say, a $5,000 balance at the current rate of 20.28%, which is of 20, uh, that was of June of 21, uh, okay? So it's, this, is, no, this is a year later, basically. I don't know what it is, probably gone up since the uh, uh, federal rate has gone up, probably. With a minimum payment over thirty years, you would pay twenty three thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars for that five thousand dollar item. Uh, so they don't want you to pay it off. And a matter of fact, you probably are receiving uh, mail and in, in, in your mail to get new credit cards. Okay, inviting you to come. Oh, you're such a wonderful a uh, creditor, why don't I give you another credit card? Okay, uh, good plan. Um, so, 30 years, um, to almost $24,000 for 5000 Now, what could you do with $24,000? An awful lot. So, uh, I want to encourage you, if you have credit cards, Credit card debt that you begin paying those things off right now. Okay, paying those things off right now. If you increased your payments to one hundred and fifty dollars a month, you could save a little over thir- sixteen years on that debt, uh, and also save ten thousand and nine hundred dollars. If you increased your debt, the, well, anyway, the sooner you pay it off, the more interest you save, the more money you save. So how do you how do we apply Proverbs twenty two seven when you're reading God's word? I want to know how do I apply this to my life? Because if we're talking about faith, and we are going to be talking about faith, faith is not just hearing God's word, but it's about applying God's word to your life. Okay, be hearers of the word and also be doers of the word, and not hearers only i appreciate what sam said he said he started putting god's word into practice and miracles started happening well what a novel idea when we start doing the right thing right things start going our way it's just a reciprocal thing when we plant the right things we are going to reap the right things okay and so, uh, number one, uh, how to apply Proverbs twenty-two, seven: Pay off your credit card debt ASAP.
1: Uh,
5: this will give you more money to pay for basic needs. Uh, I know a couple who got a college. They owed tens of thousands of dollars in college debt and they had a baby in the first year of their marriage and they determined we're going to pay down our debt and they paid over thirty thousand dollars on their college debt in the first year uh i'm like man i think they just ate beans and cornbread maybe But they were determined, we're going to get this thing off our plate. If you, so if you want a new TV, save for it. If you want a new Tesla. (laughs) Did you know that you don't have to buy everything you want? Did you know that? And did you know that you don't have to go into debt because you want something? You don't have to do that. It's okay to want and not have. It it really is. You know, a lot of the... And here's families... It's okay to tell your child no. It's okay for them to want and not have. I was with Cynthia and Joanne Fabrics the other day, and there was a lady behind me and a kid said, "I want that. I want." And she said, "No, no, no." I'm like, "Man, thank you, lady." <laughs> and she, "I want, I want, no, nope, no." Nope, nope. And that's okay to tell your child no. Because what you're doing is you're training them that they don't have to have everything they want, okay? And you're not depriving them, oh, I, you know, if I don't do this, then they're not going to think, I don't care what they think. Just do what the right thing is, okay? Do the right thing. Uh, They don't have to have everything they want. Uh, You know what? I would like a Rivian. You know what that is? that's like a tesla except it's a truck but i can't afford it so i'm not going to buy it okay but if i want if somebody wants to gift me with it that's okay so the second thing that we need to do regarding our finances is work to get out of debt entirely entirely. I hope it's okay for me to mention Alan and Lori. Okay. Okay. So, they had a big Ford F-350, big payments, and they asked the prayer group a couple of weeks ago, "Uh, pray for us. We want to get rid of this, and we want to get out of this debt. We want to buy something that we don't have to pay all this, and he shared last week that they were able to sell the Ford 350 he got five hundred dollars more for it than he paid for it, and now they can afford to get something that is going to be more economic and more better suitable for them. Okay, and so praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and I want to encourage you. There are some things around your house you don't need. Myself included, don't come to my house and start looking. But you can sell things on eBay if you're smart enough to do that or, you know, sell them up Marketplace, Mookville. Uh, yeah, there's things you can sell. You can get extra money. And there are people who would just love to have your junk, right? So get out of debt as quickly as you possibly can because things are going to get worse before they get better they will get better but it may be when the lord comes back okay so things are going to get worse before they get better it's okay to get rid of some of your stuff the third thing is if you can't afford it don't buy it stay out of debt i was talking to a man before christmas And we we began having a little discussion and talking about buying Christmas gifts and that kind of thing. He said, man, I'm still paying for last year's Christmas, and I'm going to be charging this year's Christmas as well. And I'm thinking, that's not real smart. (laughs) I didn't say that. Because I might have an opportunity to share Christ with him one day. I don't everything I don't say everything that comes to my mind, and I know a lot of you don't believe that. But not everything comes to my mind do I say, and it's probably a good idea that not all of us kind of fall that yeah. Maybe we all need to get in that kind of frame of mind. Um so are you purchasing things on credit? that you want but don't need and can't afford. Are you trusting your credit cards or are you trusting God? As you've seen by uh, what we've shared on the the PowerPoint, there are more people trusting their credit cards, it appears, than they are trusting God. Uh, Glenn and Wendy paid off their credit cards a couple of months ago. Last year, praise the Lord. How's that feel? Amazing. (laughs) There's freedom. I mean, it feels like when you've got all of this financial pressure, it feels like you're in bondage. And you are. Okay. And you are. And so it's nice not having the, the, uh, what do you call those guys that call you every day and want to know about a payment. It's, it's good not to have those. Uh, get them off your back. Get the credit cards off your back. Get all of that garbage off your back. Um, turn so stay out of debt. Turn to your neighbor and say, Stay out of debt. <laughs> God's got this. Tell them, God's got this. Okay. so here's the thing you need to do number five is learn to trust god and not your credit cards faith will carry you farther and cause greater spiritual growth than your credit card will you know there have been times in my when cynthia and i first got married we were like and a lot of you were in the same place when you first get married it's like man we need a new washer. We need a new dryer. We need a new, we need a new, we need a new, we need a new. And we determined that we were not going to even have credit cards. Okay? You can't, barely can do that now. Uh, but at that time, we were able not to have credit cards. And I tell you, it was tough because we had to depend upon the Lord for everything. I had one fellow, we were, like, like I said, we were poe. And we didn't have a washer machine. We didn't have a dryer. And a fellow in our church said, we will loan you the money to get a washer machine. And I prayed about it, and the Lord said, no. Said, thank you, but no. Okay. And one day, so we lived in an old log cabin in southwest Portland. And behind us was another, what used to be a log cabin, but it had kind of fallen down and disarray. And one day I was just about there and, and peddling around, and there was a washing machine sitting in that old log cabin. And I thought, man, I wonder if this thing works. So I brought it up to the house, plugged it in, and it, 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 all it needed was a new belt. And we washed clothes on that thing for years. It's amazing what God will do. I had, I had been in that place, but I think God just set that washing machine in there because I had, I had been in that place for more than once, and lo and behold, here was a washing machine. Maybe I just overlooked it, but God provided because I decided to determine I was going to trust Him and not trust borrowing. Uh, Learn to trust God. We need to not only learn, learn to trust God in our finances, but in every area. Listen to this. How do you grow in faith regarding finances? Scripture says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So if you have an area in your life where you're not trusting, it'd probably be a good idea to go to God's Word and find the Scriptures that pertain to that particular area in your life and begin to memorize it, begin to meditate on it, begin to apply it to your life, and begin to live it out. Pray it, live it, say it, declare it, claim it. God, you said... that I can have everything I want. Oh, no, that's not what he said. But you know some people twist it and make it say that? That's not what it says. But whatever God says you can have, that's what you can have. Okay? So there's a great theologian that is has something that I want him to share with you. Uh, that we're going to look at, okay? And one, let's see, he he he's a he's one of those spokesmen for uh one of those television shows. Uh, but anyway, you'll figure it out when we see it. Uh, he he's got about a seven-minute sermon, and I I was blown away when I saw it because there's so much truth in what he shared. So we're going to look at Steve Harvey. Just a minute. Yeah.
2: I'm going to tell you something that every successful person has to do, including you. Believe it or not, Every successful person in this world has jumped. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. You Eventually, you are going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life. You have got to try to live. If you are waking up thinking that it's got to be more to your life than it is, man, believe that it is. Believe in your heart of hearts that it is. But to get to that life, you're going to have to jump. Now, I'll tell you why I call it jumping. See, God, when he created all of us, he gave every last one of us a gift at birth. He never created a soul without endowing them with a gift. You just got to quit looking at gifts as running, and jumping, and singing, and dance. It's more than that. It's if you know how to network, if you can connect dots, if you draw, if you teach, some of y'all fry chicken better than anybody else, bake pie. Some of you cut hair, color hair. Some people do grass. I got a partner, man. We never wanted to go out with us because we stayed out too late. Come on, man, go out with now. Nah, I gotta get up early, mom, cutting Miss Johnson's grass. We kept laughing at this dude, cutting grass. How much they pay you? He got a landscaping company in Cleveland worth four million dollars. Because all he do. Is cut grass, but he was gifted at it. I got a partner on a detail shop, make $800,000 a year detailing cars. He got six mobile trucks running around, $800,000 a year. All he do is detail cars. That's his gift. That's what he loved to do. You've got to identify that gift. Now, listen to me. When you see people in life when you're standing on the cliff of life and you see people soaring by and you see people soaring, going to exotic places, you hear about them doing wonderful things. Maybe you look up the street and your neighbor just gets a car every year, every two years. You know, How is he doing that? Have you ever thought maybe this person right here has identified their gift and is living in their gift? Because your Bible says, this is your Bible, says your gift will make room for you. Your gift, not your education. You go get an education. That's nice. But if you don't use your gift, that education ain't going to take you so far. man. I know a lot of people got degrees, man. They ain't even using them. It's your gift. But the only way for you to soar is you got to jump. You got to take that gift that's packed away on your back. You got to jump off that cliff and pull that cord. That gift opens up. And provides the soul. If you don't ever use it, you're gonna just go to work. And if you're getting up going to work on a job every day that you hate going to, that ain't living, man. You just existed At one point in time, you ought to see what living's like. But the only way to see what living like you got to jump. And here's the problem. Let me just be real with you. When you first jump, let me tell you something. Your parachute will not open right away. i'm sorry I, i wish i could tell you it did but it don't when you jump it's not going to open right away you're gonna hit them rocks you're gonna get some skin tore off on them cliffs you're gonna get all your clothes tore off you're gonna get some cuts on you you're gonna be bleeding pretty bad but eventually eventually the parachute has to open That is a promise of God. That ain't a theory. That's a promise. His promises is true. Because listen to me. You cannot name one single thing God has not gotten you through. Name it. And if he ain't got you through it, he currently pulling you through it right now. (laughs) And the living proof of it is you sitting in here. If he hadn't got you through it, you wouldn't even be here. So if he ain't never not got you through it. Why would he not let your parachute open? He, it has to open, man. But it, you got to jump, though. Now, here's another thing. You can play it safe and deal without the cuts and the tears. And you can stand on that cliff of life forever safe. But if you don't jump, I got another promise I can make you. Your parachute will never open. You'll never know. You'll never know what God really has. See, your God has a wonderful life for you. Once again, I'm going to refer to your Bible. Now, you go down there, you memorize these scriptures, you don't apply them to yourself. Your Bible says that he comes to give you life and give you life more abundantly. If I were you, I would jump. Because that's the only way to get to that abundant life. You got to jump, man. You got to take a chance. Now, when I get through talking, there are those of you that will discuss this in the car. Well, I got bills and I got, I got bills. Whether you stay on the cliff or you jump, you're going to have bills. Well, if I quit my job, I'm going to ruin my credit. If you got a job, you live in check to check. Even if you got a one credit, you can't buy nothing else. No damn (laughs) way. At one point in time, man, do yourself a favor. Go, go see what God really do. God hold you up, man. He ain't gonna let you fall. He ain't bring you this far, and let you fall. Do yourself a favor, man. Before you leave this world, before you die, jump. Just jump one time. Just jump. Thank you very much.
5: There comes a time in our lives where we have to trust God. We have to if we're going to experience what he has for us. Um, my life verse began, I was talking, talking to you a little bit about when Cynthia and I first got married. And my life verse became Matthew 6, 33. But seek, the first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So how do you apply Matthew six thirty First thing you need to do is trust the Lord with your finances, because that's exactly what he's talking about. If you read the whole chapter of Matthew 6, he's talking about finances here. He's talking about clothes. He's talking about food. He's talking about the things, our home. He's talking about the, our the things that we need, our necessities in order to get through life. He said, if you will do this, if you will seek me first, if you will put me first, then I will take care of everything else. That's his promise, and we need to get that in our heart, and if you are afraid that you're not going to make it from week to week because of your paycheck, I would say you probably, you may not have your eyes focused on the Lord because there's a promise here. Now, Steve says (laughs) that you're going to have to jump before your parachute opens. Your parachute's not going to open. Your finances are not going to get better until you jump. That makes sense? Okay. Um, so, trust the Lord with your finances. Get this verse in your heart. Get other financial verses in your heart. You think the Lord even when you don't see it. You live it. You pray it. You believe it, even though it takes a while. You have to get it in your heart because dark days are coming, and if you don't have dark These uh, passages in your heart, if you don't know how to faith the Lord during these difficult seasons, how are you going to do it when it gets worse? Another financial principle, uh, get a job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? You know, we're living in a day and an age when a lot of people don't want to work. They just want a handout. Just give me this, give me that, give me that, give me some more, give me some more, give me some more, but no don't ask me to work. I could tell you story after story after story of people coming by the church and wanting money and me asking them, "Are you really re- are you willing to work for it?" I'll see you tomorrow and they don't show up. God says, Second Thessalonians 2, 310. If anyone is not willing to work, then he shouldn't eat either. Okay? You don't work, you don't eat. You don't work, I don't feel sorry for you. Okay? That's a mean pastor, no? You get a job, you get a job, and you're steady, and you're working, and you come to this church, people are going to help you. People are going to bless you. If you do the right thing, and you keep on doing the right thing, people are going to bless you. And I have to be honest with you, I don't give a lot of money out to the people standing on the street corners. Okay? I'm like, right in that store, there's a job application we need help. I have a hard time unless the Lord just really impresses upon me (laughs) that this is what I need to do. But I don't just go around looking for people to give the money that the Lord has given me to. And I'm not saying you don't do it. I I mean, if that's what you want to do, then bless you. I believe that God's going to bless you regardless because you've blessed someone else. Okay, that's his promise. But I was taught to work. And it just, it's hard for me to just give to people who is unwilling to work. Okay, that's just where I am. One of the reasons Jesus spoke so much about finances is because he knew money can be a heart issue. Money can stand between us and God. Money can stand between us and other people. If you've got a lot of money, it's hard to trust God. Because then you're trusting money, right? And so what God wants to do is to trust Him, use money. Don't trust money and use Him. So, I want to ask you a question. If you lost all your money, would you still trust God? You'd have to. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, Third thing is you need to give. You need to give something of everything you make. You need to give something back. That's a financial principle. Malachi 3.10 talks about tithing, which is a tenth of your income. And there's promises that go with that declaration. New Testament, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 11, puts it this way, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So if you want a thousand ears of corn, don't plant three seed. Right? If you want a tremendous harvest, you plant more than three seed. So the more seed you plant in God's kingdom, The more seed you plant, the greater the harvest you're going to have. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Heaped up, pressed down, running over. I forgot to put that passage in here. Shall the Lord, no, shall men give into your bosom. What Scripture says. So keep giving, keep giving, keep giving. It might take a while for the harvest to come. Okay, I'll keep on reading. So let each one of you, as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things say all things, may have an abundance, say abundance, for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower, he's the one supplying it, and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us God. So did you know money's like a seed? And we can either eat it all, or we can plant some of it. We can either eat it all, or we can plant some of it. And I know many of you are on an income that does not allow you to stretch anything. But here's what I want to suggest to you, that you begin giving a little bit. You begin giving a little bit, you begin giving a little bit and see what God does with that. See what God does with that. Trust him. Well, if I do this, if I give to the Lord, I won't have money for necessities. Did you know that television's not a necessity? Did you know cigarettes were not a necessity? Did you know there's a lot of things that we think are necessities that are not really necessities? But I tell you what, if you start if you start sacrificing things in your own life in order to give to the Lord, things are going to go well for you. Things are going to start doing good in your life, even even in this economy. God don't care about the economy. He cares about his promises and upholding his promises and upholding his word. That's what he cares about. But we have to be faithful in our lives in order for him to be faithful to us. Does that make sense? He's going to be faithful to his word. But you can't, I've heard somebody say, somebody say, well, you know that Christianity, I tried that. What's wrong with that statement? <laughs> it's you can't try it. You got to jump. You got to go all in. You got to you know even you jump and you go into water and you, you know how I learned to swim? I got thrown in. So we had this creek near our house called White's Creek. And so that's where we would go to swim. It was a little bit away from the house, but I had four brothers older than me. Three of the brothers thought it was fun to catch my brother just older than me, probably five years old, and me three and a half, four years old, and throw us off the bridge. I was a fast runner. <laughs> I was a really fast runner. And I think that's part of it. Because I was running up that rock hill, getting on it, and then ah, they catch me, take me back the bridge, and throw me over the bridge. <laughs> that's how I learned to swim. Uh, I would not suggest that. They thought it was the greatest punch. The rest of the story is there was someone down there that was making sure. I mean, to a three or four year old, that really didn't matter. But there was always somebody to catch me. Sometimes faith is like getting tossed over the bridge and falling and wondering, is anybody going to catch me? Is anybody going to catch you? I want to encourage you. Start trusting the Lord. In every area of your life. It will feel like. The parachute doesn't open. It will feel like. There's not going to be anybody there to catch you. But I know that I know that I know that I know. God's word is true. And he will be there. Even if you mess up trying to do it right. He will be there. He will be there. Father, I come before you today. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your grace. Lord, I feel like there's some here today. They've been afraid to jump. Lord, for some of us, it's like you just Tossed us, and we had to trust you. But Lord, I pray that today that there would be nothing that would hold us back from your best, and God. That we would learn to walk in faith, that we would trust you with our whole being, including our finances. Thank you and praise you in Jesus. Name. Amen. Amen. I ask that you stand. And as, I, as we give this invitation, perhaps the Lord has spoken to your heart and said, you need to trust me in this, whatever it may be. I'm going to ask you to come forward during this invitation. I want to pray for you. Just be obedient to the Lord. Take that step of faith. Jump.
1: Yeah. 是 <laughs>
3: is to be ready to do
1: Yes. Yes. we want to live by those words,
5: Lord. Yes. of Yes
1: Uh, you can yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. Uh,
5: thank you
1: for all the work and are today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the staff that we're doing so yes. much mm-hmm. for you. Uh, it's bringing in a huge amount of Yes. Thank for the Thank you today and,
5: and uh, your blessings upon us all. We Thank you. I'm
1: welcome to you. I have confidence.
3: The Lord bless thee The Lord bless thee and keep thee. And keep thee
2: The Lord make his face to shine upon thee And be gracious
3: unto thee And be gracious unto thee lift up no lift, lift up, up it's countenance, in it's coming in on
4: the deep
3: deep
4: God bless you all this morning today have a great week go on and love somebody today